0: Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 41 of the Double Density Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. Angelo, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brian. Have you taken any resolutions this year?
1: No, I haven't, uh, apart from hopefully not wishing anybody a Happy New Year into February.
0: So I was out with friends for dinner the other night, and we got on the topic of how late is too late for Happy New Year. And, and uh, one of my friends pointed out the idea that wishing someone Happy New Year in August is a, a really uh, passive-aggressive way of saying you haven't seen that person in a while. That's true, and you kind of talk to me every week, so I think you should stop. And then we also added the idea that if you had seen the person earlier in the year and you're still wishing them happy new year, you really hate them. So, do you really hate me? (laughs) No, I just think it's amusing. I just, as a sidebar to to everything here.
1: You enjoy uh, hearing me stumble through this every week at the beginning of our show, how I'm sort of just... Uh, amazed that you're still asking, uh, wishing me a happy new year. So happy new year. I think we have Rob to blame for this because when he came on, we had wished each other a happy new year and started this conversation and now we're just carrying it over
0: every week. It's like uh, the greeting that never ends really. It'd be funny if I just edited this whole thing out. <laughs> just cut it all out and you just, just, just suddenly just happy new year silence just, and then we yeah, get into it. That's it. Uh, so first things first, a big question for me, from me to you, is um, how often do you forget your passwords like on different apps slash programs, as we established last week, or different websites?
1: Well, as I've mentioned, uh, basically as of last year, I started using, if not even a little before that, I started using um, a password manager. So I actually don't know any of my passwords anymore because they're all just complicated strings of numbers, letters, and dashes that uh, are meaningless uh, without my password manager. So I kind of have my passwords on me all the time. They're in my phone, Um, but I don't know any of my passwords.
0: Well, that is both good and bad news. But the thing is this, Angela, (laughs) let's just agree that you and I are both kind of nobodies in the grand scheme of things, right? We're not in charge of anything big? No. Uh, but sometimes when you're in charge of big things and you forget uh, your passwords, uh, a lot of really sad things happen, uh, such as the case of the Hawaiian missile test fiasco. Uh, the uh, governor of Hawaii, David Ige, forgot his Twitter password, couldn't log on and let people know that it was just a test for a, a full 20-ish minutes. Yeah, you can't see
1: me here, but I'm shaking my head because somebody in his position uh, should at least be briefed about how uh, their passwords work and the importance of a password manager, he should be listening to Double Density uh, and our PSAs about passwords and the like. And if he was like you or I, who had a password saved on his device or uh, at least used some sort of common sense to make sure he knows his passwords, not to say that that the governor of Hawaii has no common sense, I'm sure he does, just maybe not in the tech sphere. He's not as well versed as one should be when it comes to knowing his passwords.
0: We're going to be posting a link to the uh, Washington Post article in the show notes, but I want to read uh, a, a, a funny yet sad kind of uh, <laughs> comment. So uh, from the article, Ige says he has taken steps to ensure that this won't happen again. Namely, he saved his Twitter information on his cell phone. Quote, I've been putting that on my phone so that we can access the social media directly, end quote, Ige said
1: that's uh old man speak if i ever heard it
0: when it comes to technology let me call my grandkid with my magic box and see where this goes it, it just makes me think of when uh sean spicer kept putting
1: his twitter password as a tweet
0: <laughs> oh spicy spicer where are you at these days bro
1: he was on tv the other day you've been watching
0: tv no he but i saw a tweet about him being on tv that's how i watch my tv through twitter Oh, we heard of microcosm, so a website lets you... Like, for example, last night, didn't watch the Grammys, right? But I watched other people watch the Grammys.
1: Yeah, it's weird how that works though.
0: I'm okay with that. I get the recaps, I get the hot takes, I don't get any of the content that I need to. If I want to, I'll go find it the day after.
1: As we discussed a few weeks ago, I uh, predicted some Grammys once, and that was the last time I was really that much into Grammys, like l- mid to late 90s. Since then, I really haven't cared too much about uh, award shows in general, but um congratulations to all the winners hey a canadian won um new artist
0: of the year something like that can you name her uh alicia cara correct wow i win fans folks enemies of the show if you feel like you want to test angelo on his musical knowledge you can go ahead tweet at us double underscore dance you could tweet at angelo directly angelo f-i-o-r-e-n yeah you spelled that right good job yeah. It's almost like I knew your name or something. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: I often second guess the way I spell your last name, because I almost start typing H-A-I-S. And
0: I'm like, is no, that right? That is that is incorrect.
1: No, I know. And then I fix it.
0: More follow up from last week. So you edited our first episode on Logic. How was that? No, it's the second one. I. Edited oh, sorry, the second. Yes. Yeah. And guess what? Again, the stupid room tone. Yeah, it's, it's haunting me. I don't know what it is but I suddenly have a lot of room tone in my life and I'm not sure what it is. I haven't plugged any new electronics in. I think everything here is grounded properly. I'm just, I'm not sure what it is and it's driving me insane. The thing that has stopped driving me insane now is that I actually heard it this time. And I
1: realized that it's not my hearing going or anything like that. It was just, um, I wasn't putting my uh, earphones loud enough for me to hear it. Cause you used to listen to podcasts really loud, Brian.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, when I'm editing, I want to make sure I catch everything.
1: I guess maybe I should do that too. So I've started doing that a little more, uh, put some more uh, gain in my cans, if uh, that's the right terminology. Oh boy. Yeah. So anyway, I figured out how to get rid of your room tone last week, but it's still there um, for you and it's driving you insane.
0: It always is. It's like if I've, it's kind of like a recorded tinnitus almost.
1: Oh yeah. That's, (laughs) that could make you crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that make you crazy in particular, so a a forthcoming iOS update will allow users to throttle their battery. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're going to want to do that, though. It's there for a reason. It's nice that Apple's putting some sense of control, which is normally not what Apple does. They're not ones to give you a lot of control. It's like, here's our thing. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, go somewhere else. This is good that they're doing that, though. But my recommendation, leave it as it is because. I think it's better to have a, a slower phone when you're doing something than a phone that just doesn't work, because that's what's going to happen. If your battery is not ready to continue going, your phone's just going to shut itself off. That's not good. Very quickly. Yeah, it, it, without warning, actually, which is the whole reason they started doing this is that after the iPhone 6, they realized the screens are big. There's a lot of juice going into these things. If the battery gets to a certain point, it cannot actually sustain the power it needs to sustain regardless of whether there's 30 40 50 percent left if you're shooting a video at full screen brightness in 4k your phone's shutting off and you're you're basically braiding yourself yeah pretty much whereas if it throttles itself you a lot of the stuff won't really be that noticeable unless you're doing like benchmarks which you probably are doing so snor- most normal people don't really have to worry about this whole throttling thing just leave it as it is it is nice though to be able to tell how much battery is
0: left in terms of the battery health itself speaking of bricking yourself <laughs> uh, there's no ni- a nice way to segue to this uh the h- upcoming home pod kind of looks like a hot mess well okay
1: I kind of thought that, but the more people are talking about it, the more people are getting their hands on it, the more I'm starting to have positive feelings toward it. In fact, the few people I've listened to on podcasts and in uh, some writing have said they were not interested in this thing at all. They thought it was just going to be a waste of time, and then they started using it and listening to it and how it sounds, and for what you're paying, it's incredible. Um, the, the major comparison they're showing is, uh, with the Sonos play ones, um, the echo can't even compare, unfortunately, in terms of sound. Now look, this is in terms of music playing and sound quality that's coming
0: out. Right. Cause I want to get into the functionality of it. That's, yeah, the, that's the hot garbage part for me.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't think it's going to compare to the, uh, the echo or the Google home. It won't compare to those two in terms of what it can give you in terms of information, but for sound quality, it blows everything out of the water, apparently. And at that price range, yeah, it looks expensive, 349 So 350 gets you that. $400 is what a Google Home Max costs, which is the more powerful of the Google Homes, which apparently sounds decent, but sounds muddy and garbagey, apparently, compared next to a HomePod, and is 50 bucks more expensive.
0: So I found a list, and I'll link that down in the show notes, uh, to a Slashdot article that kind of aligns the uh, seven major problems with the HomePod. So I'm going to go through these with you. You ready? I'm ready. The first one is the HomePod can't pair with Android phones.
1: Okay, so don't get an Android phone?
0: Secondly, the HomePod doesn't recognize different people's voices.
1: That's a problem, um, but not a major one, because I don't know if you'll get to this problem in your list, but the other problem is that it can only pair with one phone and one account. So... The fact that it can recognize different voices makes no difference because you'll always be on one account.
0: Right. Uh, The third one is the HomePod can't check your calendar. It can't? No, apparently not. I
1: don't know if that's right. I thought
0: it could. Fourthly, the HomePod doesn't work well with other streaming services besides Apple Music.
1: Well, it's not that it doesn't work well. It just doesn't work with them.
0: Uh, Fifthly, the HomePod can't hook up to another device using an aux cord, so even if you had an Android phone and tried to use it as a speaker, you can't.
1: Most things can't do that anyway.
0: Uh, sixthly, the HomePod can't make phone calls on its own. In order to make a call using HomePod, you have to dial the person's number on your iPhone, then manually select the call play through HomePod feature.
1: Yeah, I guess in practice I haven't used my Google Home once or twice to make a phone call. I maybe twice, I don't know. Um,
0: but yeah, I can see how that's a problem. And uh lastly because you had mentioned the uh, the single pairing thing, uh the HomePod version of Siri isn't prepared to answer random questions like Alexa and Google Assistant can't, can. Can.
1: Yeah, I so okay. Here's how I'm looking at HomePod. I'm thinking of it as basically like a really smart stereo speak, even though it doesn't do stereo. It kind of does do, do stereo apparently, but not really. It's it's more just for music. It's really not going to be a Google uh, like a Google Home Assistant or a um, an Alexa thing. It's just going. So to So why be are they there. calling
0: it the HomePod then? Because it's why like not, an iPod in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like it's being improperly marketed in a lot of ways. Oh, that's true. I don't I don't disagree with that. But l- let's look at it on the merit of its
1: own like what it is, right? It's it's basically a speaker. It's right. not and, it's uh, not a smart one. Well, We're my problem that is, is
0: that it it kind of it exists uh both as a speaker but as well as the perception of what it could be. And A lot of people will get fooled and will probably get angry at Apple about it.
1: Okay, yeah, well, you have a good point there. Uh that that's going to be a problem for them, I think. But I'm wondering if it'll get carried on its own um, actual like sound quality and the way it works. Apparently, it, the marketing makes it look huge. Apparently, it's as big as a Sonos One.
0: Okay, yeah, I it's mean that's looking no big. Were it to be pitched to music lovers and other audiophiles who want to listen to the podcast or whatever a little more loudly than in a pair of AirPods, then it's fine. But it seems like it's trying to be like the all-in-one that the other voices since are, and that's a little problematic.
1: Yeah, that I think that's going to be a problem. I so there's I'm going to link to an article from The Verge uh, by Dieter Bonn. It go, it goes back to something that was said on Slashdot on October 1st, 2001. No wireless, less space than a Nomad, lame, and that was said about the iPod, and we know how that turned out. The iPod did okay for itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty okay.
1: So I'm wondering if this will be the same thing for the HomePod. The thing with Apple is like, um, a missed product for Apple is like a huge success for anyone else, right? Everybody's saying that the the uh, Apple Watch is like, uh, didn't work out, it's not that great, It's nobody's buying it, but they're selling like 20 million of them a year, if not more. And uh, like, Any product that sells 20 million in a year is a huge deal for anybody else except
0: Apple. I think the the other thing, too, is that I think it's a question of perception, right? So uh, the iPhone 8 and 10 were kind of underwhelming, right? And then this whole battery fiasco now with this HomePod both delayed and now coming out looking like a speaker and and not having the kind of voice assistant capabilities that uh, the uh, Google ones have and the Amazon ones is kind of problematic, though, I think. Well, the
1: iPhone 8 and 10 were not
0: underwhelming. I think a lot of people are like, why would I need a, an 8 when I can get a 10? Why is the 10 $2,000 Canadian, et cetera, et cetera?
1: I guess. They're still really good products.
0: F- for sure. But I think, once again, you have to divorce yourself from the product itself and the perception of the product based on uh, perception, really. <laughs> the perception based of, on perception. Well, public, public perception, right? Of the of the phone buying public.
1: Yeah, th- that I, I guess I can see that. It's just, if people actually get their hands on what... I think Apple is kind of smart with how they did it with the iPhones because they they came out with two because the iPhone X is such a radical departure from what people were used to. And for people that just wanted something they were used to, they were able to get an iPhone 8 or an 8 Plus, which is what I did. Uh, I didn't want to go all the way to the ten because I, I didn't think it was like, well, first of all, it was too expensive. it's I didn't feel like spending the extra four or 500 bucks on it. But also, it's nice to have something that's familiar right now and it's a first-gen product. Apple first-gen products are usually pretty good, but it's nice to have uh, a bit of
0: leeway there and see how it
1: actually works out and let everybody else beta test it.
0: For sure, but I think in the instance of the HomePod, do people really have 350 bucks to gamble on a giant speaker, right? The thing
1: is, is apparently it sounds really, really good and sounds better than speakers that cost three or four times as much as it costs.
0: Right, and I understand that. But my whole point is just the idea of uh, someone who isn't as knowledgeable as you thinking they're getting a home assistant and really they're getting like half a home assistant.
1: They're really going to need to change their marketing. You're totally right on that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because the thing is that like for a $350 uh, speaker i might be interested you know if i know all of the facts and i'm i'm clear on the intent of what apple's trying to do with this but i think they're trying to like sneak their way into homes with uh a product that they're sort of rushing to market i guess uh if i were to maybe uh delve a little deeper right because they've delayed this how many times now like two three no they've only delayed it once oh i thought it was twice it's sort of half baked at this po- at this
1: point though because it's coming out but the software is not fully finished. It doesn't have what's called AirPlay 2, which is a different way of sending uh, files to it from your iPhone or iPad or whatever, which is a little more robust in there than the regular AirPlay. And that's something people have to understand. And here's our, our double-density PSA for this. The HomePod, if you have an Android phone and you use Spotify and or either of those ways, The HomePod isn't ideal for you because, first of all, with an Android phone, you can't set it up. So there, you're done. Uh, So don't get it. The other thing is, if you use Spotify, the only way you'll get your Spotify music on it is if you have an iPhone present, and at that point, it's just a glorified Bluetooth speaker. So don't use it for that either. This is really meant for people with iPhones and that have an Apple Music subscription. So for me, it'd be fine because I have both of those. And I, I, I wouldn't mind the better speaker in my, in my uh, living room. The problem I face is that I live in Canada, and we don't have one yet. We're not getting one until uh, they figure out, I guess there's some licensing things there, probably a language thing as well, because it has to be available in, in Canadian French, and it's not. it's going to be out in France, but it's not the same French.
0: Here's a question for you that's kind of a follow-up, right? Do you think people will be switching? Do you hope that, Do you think that Apple is hoping that people ditch their other music subscriptions and head over to Apple Music with this in mind? If this thing starts getting rave reviews
1: and people saying that it is very much worth the money for the, amount of, uh, for the quality of sound you get with it, for sure people are probably going to start switching from whatever music service they use to Apple Music if it's that much better and they're, and they're music lovers. I, I can see that happening. Will it happen? I'm not so sure. This is not a huge product for Apple. I put it in the same category as the Apple TV, although I think they kind of hold it up a little higher than that.
0: And I think they do too. But I think the unfortunate thing is, will the public see it that way once they get their hands on it? Who knows? Uh, maybe you're not. It sounds like you're not ready to be the uh, Apple Oracle the same way that you were ready to wear your music sash. No, not at where all. Where at. I,
1: I want to see how this HomePod does. The initial actual. Um, I don't want to say reviews because there haven't been really many reviews yet, but the initial comments of it from people I trust with this stuff are really, really positive though. That's the thing that's kind of like, oh, I, I really didn't want to care about this thing, and now I kind of am listening about it, listening to it more, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh it seems like it's gonna be really great in terms of just music. Uh, but for assistance, if you're looking for a little uh, person in a speaker that talks to you, uh, go with Alexa or Google Home at this point. They're probably uh, hands down the best
0: ones. Speaking of little voices uh, in little boxes <laughs> that speak to you, Jack White, formerly of the White Stripes, but now of uh, solo uh, fame, uh, is asking fans not to point their cell phones at him uh, during concerts. And he is uh, doing so with the help of the Yonder Pouch, which is a pouch that is secured to your waist that you can't unlock unless you go to a special unlocking station uh, within the venue at specific points, which I think is really interesting. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Community Dave Chappelle was doing that for uh, his quote-unquote return shows And uh, a lot of people were complaining, but a lot of people actually enjoyed it. And he's doing this out of the idea, and I love the idea, that he wants humans to interact with each other during the show. And I think that's a great initiative.
1: That actually is a really good idea. And Jack White's sort of famous for his uh, love-hate relationship with technology. If anybody's ever seen uh, This Might Get Loud, you'll see him at the beginning uh, basically setting things up and really uh, using really old equipment. Uh, which is kind of the contrast to The Edge, who's also in that documentary. I highly recommend it if you play guitar or like music. It's a pretty good documentary. Oh, there's that other guitarist in there, too. What's his name? Jimmy Page. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Page is in it, too. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, so the only thing I'm not comfortable with this is... like. How long will it take? Like when? So my phone's in this pouch. Totally yes. fine. I, yes. I'm very much for people not whipping out their phones every five minutes when you're out and about. I like this idea. I'm with Jack on this. Um, I always want to call him Jack Black, but he's white. Jack White. Uh, Jack Black's a different musician in a different band who's also an actor, right? Correct. Uh, what are they called again? Tenacious D. Thank you. I was going to drive me. I was like, tremendous something? No. <laughs> uh, so... The thing is, is that it's annoying though if you like, what if you have an emergency or something and uh, you need your phone or whatever, it's kind of annoying that it's in this weird pouch that you have to go to like a station to unlock and what about the lineup? What's that going to be like when you're leaving the venue? Uh, I had little questions like that, but overall, I think it's great when people don't have their phones in their hands all the time. I can't stand going out. The worst are people that bring iPads with them to film something when you're at a show. What's the last show you were at? I knew this question was coming. I can't remember for sure. I haven't been to a concert in ages, but I think it was in the mid 2000s that it was either a Pearl Jam concert or uh, when uh, Stone Temple pilots were touring with the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: So, some quick Google sleuthing uh, points out that that's uh, the year, uh, happened in the year 2000. Okay, now that can't be that long ago. Yep, absolutely. It was the year 2000. And I must have gone to something else. I I honestly can't remember. At the Molson Center. I, I really can't remember. Anyways, uh, having gone to shows a little more recently than that, <laughs> I have seen so many people use their iPads uh, and there are phones and just everything and I'm so glad I'm so happy to see that this is not going to be the case uh, I will occasionally take a picture too but then very quickly put myself in a way I'm not a big fan of videos I remember a couple of years ago I was at a uh, at Heavy Montreal with a friend of mine and we were watching Metallica and the couple in front of us were both uh, chain smoking and filming everything on their phone even though we weren't close we weren't even at an optimal spot for audio it was just very unnerving because the crowd was so packed. We couldn't really do much. Uh, so it's kind of like an unfortunate situation where I was watching the concert half through someone's phone.
1: So that's the thing. I, I always see people filming things that I know they're never going to ever watch again. Uh, and there's no reason to. You're not going to watch this. You're not going to use it. There's no reason to. It sounds terrible. It's far away. Something I find hilarious is when I'm at, a, at anything big and people are taking pictures with a flash. It's like it's going to do anything. Well, it's going to make it worse because you're just you're highlighting the person's back right in front. Yeah, of you. That's in like, front of you, or the or any particles in the air that you're you're not going to see anything except like orbs, uh, and then they'll be able to show people that they took a picture of an orb. But it's kind of strange when people do that. And were were they filming in 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 landscape or portrait?
0: because <laughs> if they're filming uh, in portrait, portrait you should, of course yeah portrait you
1: just go up to them and knock the phone out of their hands at oh that we point.
0: were nudging them a bunch i'm not gonna lie to you we were uh, a little unhappy and so we got a little passive aggressive about it i i guess people
1: are starting to accept uh shooting in portrait mode but i still have a lot of trouble with that because i always tell people what shape is your tv and what orientation is it in it's a box yeah but it's it's, it's, it's four by three, not three by four. That, no, that's, that that that's wrong. Sorry, that's wrong. It's 16 by nine, not nine by 16. <laughs> oh man, I'm tired, Brian. I went to the dentist today.
0: You want to talk about that?
1: No, it's fine. My dentist is great. My tooth does not hurt anymore. It's just, you know, when you get a, a filling changed, you're, you have to keep your mouth open for a while. So that's kind of hurting.
0: It's just the, the awkward forced smiling.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: Uh, Speaking of knowing where you are, though, uh, sometimes apps uh, give away where you are, even when you don't want them to, right?
1: Yeah. So with everybody having a GPS tracker on them all the time, sometimes you have to think about how
0: you're using it and where you are and when you're using it. Uh, Case in point, the uh, Strava app has been, unfortunately, uh, giving away the location (laughs) of probably several secret military bases over the world uh, just because of the fact that... (laughs) <laughs> What's wrong? Why I, I
1: shouldn't be. Uh, I guess it's just kind of funny. It's it's funny, but it's it's horribly dangerous too.
0: Well, yeah. So the idea is that um, a lot of military personnel did not turn off the uh, information sharing option in the app, and therefore uh, made their uh, data publicly available. And then at the end of the year, Strava used it, and uh, it was showing several different uh, uh, GPS locators, I guess, or like run routes of places that you shouldn't have be showing those kinds of things around the world.
1: Well, it was lighting up certain parts of certain countries that are mostly dark, like Christmas trees. Like, there'd be these spots in specific shapes in the middle of Afghanistan. And it's clearly obvious that those are, like, military bases.
0: Or orbs using the Strava app.
1: The, yeah, maybe. The, the funniest one, which pertains to us the most, was that they showed somebody running around Groom Lake.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. I'm not going to deny that one.
1: That's like, I have super top secret clearance, but I use Strava to run, so he's in good shape. But
0: he's telling us exactly where he is. My phone is leaking data, and it's not my fault, you guys. I didn't know there was a button.
1: Well, the aliens might use this in their invasion of Earth eventually.
0: Lovely, and that's something we'll be talking about later on in this episode. But before that, Angelo, can I borrow your credit card? Sure. I want to buy some Twitter followers. For... Two, three, nine, <laughs> two, seven,
1: one, four.
0: And and I'm going to need an expiry date as well as the three numbers on the back. But you can give that to me through Twitter DM later. All all that to be said, uh, there was a recent New York Times article, which is a great feature about people using this one company in order to buy dummy accounts, right? So this company would clone the details of someone's um, Twitter profile, including picture, uh, slightly alter the Twitter handle, and then go ahead and uh, follow a bunch of people as well as uh, retweet and like different uh, tweets depending on whoever was buying what.
1: Now, this worries me that it can happen to me or anyone uh, I care about. It's kind of scary. What are you talking about, Angel Fiorentino? Oh, yeah.
0: So, if I have it
1: correctly, I read the article. um, New York Times is uh, shedding light on something that's been going on for years. And um, it's insane to me that people think they can legitimately just buy Twitter followers and they won't be bots.
0: Yeah, and that's not a huge surprise. I mean, it's kind of a, how are you buying legitimate people, right? Like, ultimately, that's not a thing that's happening. No, and anybody
1: who thinks otherwise either is, like, completely deluded or just plain plain ignorant that they they couldn't, that that it was something legitimate. It doesn't make sense. And I understand their reasoning for doing it because they want to get out there, they want to be influencers or whatever, but it's not the right way to go about things.
0: Yeah, it's not organic, right? So the idea that you have a lot of these followers, but none of them will ever do anything uh, or interact with you in any meaningful way is kind of bothersome.
1: Genetically mo- modified tw- Twitter followers.
0: That's literally what it is almost at this point, right? Like you just consider the fact that like, they're useless. Um, well, no, I'm not anti-GMO, but that's not what <laughs> no, we're going to talk about here. Let's not talk about that. Uh, but yeah, just the idea that like, it's just inauthentic. Right. And I get the idea of like, um, the perception of more Twitter followers makes you better. But the thing is that like, when you start looking at other people, like your content, you're seeing that the numbers are very low for any kind of interaction versus the number of followers you have, then that's clearly suspect.
1: What was frightening was the teenager who had her, her name almost completely stolen with her picture. And then she was tweeting out all kinds of stuff in different languages and retweeting things. And it obviously wasn't her, but it was using her name and her profile picture um, and her pro- profile as well. So you are put yourself in her shoes, you're wondering what is going on. Imagine her parents see that, her friends see that. Why are you retweeting bizarre things like that?
0: Also, adult things, uh, that was another thing that came up a lot.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, it's...
0: I, I had a laugh though because one of the accounts that they had mentioned in the article was at porno Dan and for some reason I wasn't expecting to see a twitter handle like that, and I just I, I know it was bad but I laughed because I didn't expect it but that's his job being porno Dan isn't he a porn star I guess so, yeah. I didn't I, I didn't do a deep dive of this guy's career well no, so. I, didn't, I, I think it said
1: it in the article
0: yeah it did but what I'm saying is that, like I didn't take a look necessarily just I, did not even, I really care I, I, just, I didn't it, feel like it it totally made me laugh they're like yes amongst them porno Dan
1: there he is. He had to buy some followers.
0: Twenty eighteen. What a weird year to be on Twitter.
1: When did you get on Twitter? Actually,
0: uh, two thousand seven.
1: Whoa! Oh, wow. Yeah. I got, oh yeah. I
0: got there two thousand nine. I uh, I had a a joke account whose login I can't remember now, and it's really gonna bother me. But it was Ghost Pope, and I was I was tweeting as the ghost of the Pope for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Let of me see if it's were. still up. Ghost Pope. Well, I I remember
1: Twitter when it started, and all the top like the top five people in Twitter were like. Uh, podcasters
0: i listened to and ashton kutcher
1: no ashton kutcher came later uh they like he surpassed them but at uh so at one point it was like leo laporte and then kevin rose and then barack obama was like in third and this was before he was uh, he this actually was even before he had won the nomination and then he like skyrocketed and then after that it was ashton kutcher
0: and now, look at us in 2017. A president decides to make his personal comments uh, public using the platform, and we're all out here pretending to be other people and yelling at each other. What a time to be alive, Angelo!
1: Now, would you buy some Twitter followers for the podcast?
0: Absolutely. I think we're going to set up a uh, GoFundMe for this one. <laughs> That's it. That's our Patreon money. That's where we'll go. <laughs> we're just buy literally <laughs> buying. We're literally <laughs> buying ten, twenty, thirty Twitter followers a month here. Yeah.
1: Actually, our our podcaster our podcast Twitter account surpassed my Twitter account this this month. How do you feel about that? That's fine. I'm happy for the podcast growth. I, I'm happy. Like I'm, I think I've said it before, but I, I I can't believe how many people actually listen to this show. It makes me happy that people listen and interact with us. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I almost forgot. Actually, Desnemona made another drawing for us. Uh, and I'll have to post that in the show notes. It's of me wearing the sash from the music. The episode. Grammy Predictor. Yes. the sash. It's a great drawing.
0: All right, let's uh, go be some deddy downers and head on over to the paranormal section. I'll see you there. Bye. Double Welcome back to Double Density. As always, we are switching gears from tech to the paranormal. And attention, everyone, get your CVs ready, Janet. The mysterious airline behind uh, the Area 51 flights is now hiring uh, a steward or stewardess, right? So we have a National Post article that mentions that uh, there's a posting online that doesn't explicitly suggest that this is Janet, but you, apart from the regular credentials, need to a- be able to have top-secret clearance, which is uh, kind of a uh, interesting little uh, facet of the job, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of funny for a...
1: Um Airline uh, attendant to have top secret clearance and the skills necessary to be somebody in that position. It's kind of bizarre. You have to be polite, friendly, helpful to people, and also have top secret clearance.
0: We'll include that in the show notes, but it's a fun little interesting thing for anyone who's looking for an out-of-the-box job and who can pass top secret clearance uh, paperwork. Go ahead.
1: And I find the name funny because when I hear the name Janet, I just now think of the robot, not a robot from... The Good Place. I don't know if you watch that show. Uh,
0: No, but The Girlfriend does, so I indirectly watch it anyways. It's a great show. So you want to do a little bit of a follow-up from uh, two weeks ago about Shadow People, which I thought was interesting. So I haven't had time to read all of the Nick Redfern article, but I feel like you uh, spent time with it, digested it, lived with it. So if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about it, go ahead.
1: Well, I didn't really spend that much time with it. It was just kind of interesting that in the week that we talked about Shadow People, Nick Redfern talked about... I guess experiences with a shadow person. It was basically spent on one woman uh, named Patricia who had written to Nick Redfern over the years. A lot of weird experiences with shadow people and men with hats,
0: men with hats, ministers of silly walks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think she'd find that funny, but uh, it was just she had all these experiences with shadow people. My again, my problem with this is I, I although I don't doubt she's sincere. I sometimes wonder if there's a mental illness going on there or a um, sleep paralysis thing. It's quite extensive. And the issue I have the most here is that she willingly says that she's someone that's kind of prone to being open to the paranormal. I think she mentioned her parents were like really uh, hippies and stuff like that. Um, So they kind of had it into her mind like you know one of the first things she says is like she's a pisces so and that she's uh she talks about water being a conduit for the paranormal and all kinds of stuff it's it gets kind of uh into hippy dippy territory and my skeptical mind kind of breaks when that's when it sees that um although i will say i'm sympathetic to her and even though i don't sound it uh i guess i am uh but who knows what's going on there. It's just kind of funny that it was the same week that we talked about shadow people
0: sort of related though. Uh, there's a news article out from the Catholic news agency. And I, I feel like this is a good time to shadow people, mental illness, et cetera, et cetera. And an Irish priest is calling for more exorcists to be trained in Ireland. So in a recent interview with the Irish Catholic father, Pat Collins said he's been overwhelmed by the number of requests for exorcisms uh, in Ireland, which I thought was kind of interesting because you don't really hear about exorcisms all too much these days.
1: No, and he, he, he said he was baffled that the bishops haven't trained more exorcists for Ireland. I mean, is it that much of a problem
0: in Ireland? Well, apparently uh, he's getting more and more requests for these kinds of things, right? So I'm kind of interested to see what kind of forms you have to fill out in order to uh, let the clergy uh, know that you have an issue with demons.
1: Well, he said they're, they're, they're out of touch with reality. Um, because he says anybody who doesn't see the need for more exorcists, uh, exorcists is out of, the, out of touch with reality. Which is or, kind of ironic. Yeah, because I'm wondering, are they actually more in touch with reality than you are? Um, and something that kind of boggled my mind is that each diocese is required to have a trained exorcist.
0: Yeah, uh, I was reading a uh, Father of the Malachi Martin book, and he sort of mentions that more or less you're supposed to be attached to a parish. So like, so that means every diocese in the world? Should, in
1: theory, but a lot of them share. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, do, do, does it, when was the last time you heard of any, any exorcist? Do you know anybody who's been exercised?
0: Uh, um, not anybody, but a, uh, does a building count? Yes, it does. A friend of mine a couple of years ago moved into a new apartment with his family and uh, had a lot of problems with, like, cupboards banging and clanging, things falling in the night, uh, pictures falling, uh, loud groans and noises in the middle of the night that they couldn't understand. So uh, my friend who has uh, ties uh, to a nearby church had a priest come by and bless the place and sort of exercise the more problematic areas. This is maybe 10 years ago. Did they get any of this on video? No, and that's the thing is I, I, I yelled at him because I explicitly wanted a video because he was telling me the story and the thing is that he's the type of guy who uh, will underplay things, if anything, right? So he's like, yeah, we got, we got a priest to come in here and just do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we got a ghost. Uh, nothing much, just floating pans. The funny thing slamming. is he was he was not scared. He was just annoyed that he couldn't sleep anymore, <laughs> which I thought was the funny part. He was just pissed off that he could not get a full night's sleep because things were falling all over the place. I would not be able to get a full night's sleep either because I'd be horrified. Well, and he wasn't even horrified. He was just annoyed, right? And so the the normal human reaction, like you and I would probably be to be terrified, but to him it's just an annoyance. There's something here. Get it out. Oh, damn poltergeist. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, yeah, uh, Ireland, a hotbed of demonic activity, perhaps?
1: I, I guess. It's just maybe there's... What's going on there that uh, that it actually causes this much of an issue?
0: To, uh, I don't know, that's a good question. I was going to say something slightly insensitive to the Irish people, <laughs> which is mean, um, regarding uh, potatoes in your diet or something being the common factor. But uh, I don't know. It's a really good question. Because
1: it, Ireland's beautiful, isn't it? Is, although it rains a little too much, apparently. I don't know. My
0: sister that. actually eloped last fall in Dublin. Huh.
1: It's true. So it, yeah, and she showed me a bunch
0: this. of pictures. So it was, it was really gorgeous. Yeah. It's Congrats really to green. you, sister. I'm not even sure if you listen to this podcast. You probably don't. I talked about your Christmas gift like a month ago. You have no idea, but that's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Our, our, uh, that's something I have noticed is that um, family members are not really listening to this podcast, which is kind of great, though. It's, it's impressive that it's not our family listening to the show and it's just other people. Uh, something. I I told you right. My sister listened to the episode a few weeks ago. She listened to the show that I mentioned. Did she say?
0: You? Did she send you comments? Um. While well, I was talking to them,
1: and they're like, yeah, your show's great. Uh, you sound good. Your friend though, he's got a real radio voice. He sounds really, really good. You sound fine though.
0: <laughs> See, but that's that's that's. S- sibling love, right? That's the kind of love that you can only get from a sibling.
1: I guess, or friends, or anybody else who's listened to the show tells me, oh yeah, it's a really good show, you sound good. Your friend, though, he's got a
0: real radio voice. Smooth. I'm really glad to hear it. Yeah,
1: I'm sure you are.
0: <laughs> uh, let's do a call back to the beginning of the episode, though. Uh, let's talk about missiles, asteroids, secret plans. What could this be? So
1: this was sent in by Rob, uh, past guest, future guest. Always friend. Yes, all his friend. And Gaia basically is reporting on the plot to the show Salvation that I mentioned last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically that. They're talking about how meteors are, It's is it a possible asteroid, uh, the end of the world, uh, SpaceX is involved. Uh, one of the plot points of Salvation is that there's a tech billionaire who's involved in helping them avert crisis in that show. Is his
0: name like Bobbert B- Bigabo?
1: No, it's... Uh, It's uh, Pilon Husk. (laughs) No, it's not. I can't remember his name, actually. I don't remember names of characters anymore from anything. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I knew everything. And it it boggled my mind that people couldn't remember character names and stuff. But now, couldn't be bothered.
0: It's just a sign of growing up, really. Uh,
1: What did that uh, wise man once say? This is just growing up. (laughs) He now uh, runs an academy about stars and stuff.
0: Yeah, uh a curve shift if ever there was one. Yep. But yeah, so uh this guy article kind of outlines the idea that this Hawaiian missile test was probably a uh, secret test uh to destroy asteroids. Who knows? Uh, what's your take on this? I don't believe it. I just I, don't think I honestly it. think it's it's user error. I just uh, I want to believe that like we're out here uh, trying to secretly test out our capabilities if ever an asteroid hit the earth but it's probably not even that
1: no did they even look at the user interface from that garbage software they were using to like send out messages if Gaia saw that they
0: would know listen I am not a rocket scientist I am not a doctor physician I'm not uh, someone with a lot of medical and uh, <laughs> f- science background you're but- not a scientistian. I'm not a scientist, but I want to throw this idea out there to everyone who's listening. Are you ready for this? I am. What if in order to destroy asteroids, we just built a gigantic t-shirt cannon? I don't think that would work. This has been episode 41 of the Double Density Podcast. And with that, we end on a high note. Thanks for everyone for listening.
1: I think we have more.
0: No, we do. I just, I I felt like I was right on that one and you wouldn't let me have that victory. So I guess this is revenge for saying that you don't have the radio voice.
1: I guess it is. So, uh, you really threw me off.
0: Uh, but speaking of asteroids and things that are in space, you linked me to an independent article about sending signals into space and how that's a bad idea because we're just attracting aliens to us. And it's, it's not the greatest move on earth if we can't protect ourselves.
1: So aliens can be dangerous. We've learned this from movies such as Mars attacks, independence day, independence day, resurgence. Uh, is there another independence day? Oscar material. Yeah. The Uh, thing, the thing from another world. I, um, I watched a movie today called aliens zone of silence. It was terrible. How much silence was there actually? It was uh, complete hot garbage. It was really bad. Uh, if anybody wants to waste an hour and 15 minutes, you know a movie's going to be bad when it's an hour and 15 minutes long. Uh It was uh, one of those terrible found footage movies.
0: So it found you.
1: And I don't know, I don't know why I kept watching. I just kept watching and hoping something's going to happen,
0: but nothing happened. It was pretty much really bad. Of all the great works in the world, you chose that to watch, so... I don't know. I guess it was devotion to the podcast, perhaps, that made you want to do this. It was, actually. I thought, okay, let's watch something to do with aliens, because that's what we talk about on the show.
1: And now I can talk about it on the show. Uh, we definitely will not be doing an alien cinema about this garbage movie. Um, and I highly urge you not to watch it. Stay away from it. Go watch something else. Anything uh, else. Extraordinary, the Stan Roman X story.
0: I'm going to have you delete that part, because we're not doing that. Okay. But yeah, so uh, Stephen Hawking is warning people that we shouldn't be attracting aliens to our uh, tiny planet. Are you agree, serious about me deleting that thing? No, no, no. I'll leave it in. <laughs> all right. got to rag on Stan at least once an episode, right? right I, I hope that he's rotting in jail for the crimes that he committed. Okay. But yeah, so uh, alien microbes on Earth. They're all over the place.
1: Uh, so the thing is with aliens, do we want to be sending signals to them? I guess so. I don't know. Stephen like, what Hawking th- says no.
0: Steve, did you say Stephen Hawking season? No, he's, hockey season.
1: <laughs> no, Stephen Hawking says, says we no. should not because they'll probably treat us like bacteria. So we'll be the alien bacteria to them that they'll snuff out with a giant like capsule
0: of penicillin, right? Or just a lot of like a, a planet-sized bottle of bleach.
1: Uh, so in in the past, so I watched that garbage movie today. But in the past few weeks, I've watched a lot of stuff about aliens like killing us. Um, have you been watching, have you ever seen this show Colony?
0: Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it though. It's not bad.
1: It's with Sawyer from Lost. Um, it's pretty good. And the mom from, uh, Walking Dead. She's in it too.
0: Really selling me on this, but continue.
1: It's, it's good. It's, it's actually not terrible. It sort of reminds me of V. Remember that?
0: The original? Yes, absolutely. V V, the final
1: battle. Loved it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but you don't really see the aliens at all in this. They're not, they're not like pretend benevolent aliens in this. They're like, no, they they just they're they're mean from the start. They kind of basically take over the world and use humans as slaves uh, to do certain things. They go they take them off to work at this place called the factory. Not a pleasant thing. I also watched the movie The Fifth Wave, which
0: wasn't that great, but
1: wasn't that bad. It wasn't it was nowhere near as bad as Aliens Zone of Silence.
0: What uh, I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for the Gerard Butler movie Geostorm to get on Netflix so I can watch that. But that's not about aliens. That's about uh, storms. Yeah, but it's about like uh, maybe Harp is creating these storms. Maybe Harp is creating these asteroids.
1: Oh, maybe you don't want to spend uh, seven ninety nine to rent it.
0: No, I w- I will spend zero ninety nine to rent all of this. Yeah,
1: so ninety nine cents,
0: zero dollars and zero cents.
1: Oh, okay, because you said zero ninety nine.
0: I was I was being facetious there, but oh. that's okay. <laughs> I think I'm getting on your nerves tonight. <laughs> not at all. I, just, I know. I think we're both in moods. I think it's yeah. fun. It's a different episode. Yeah, it's fun.
1: So now look, aliens are invading. You see an alien. What would you
0: do? Okay, so uh, let me ask you this first. Like, how do I know they're invading? Do I see a lot of ships in the sky? Yeah, you see ships. They show up to my apartment.
1: Yeah, they, they then they, they leave because your internet's terrible.
0: Well, one, but two, like, do they have guns on them? Or are they pointing them at me? Are they, you know, like, you got to give me a little context here.
1: They don't need guns. They have probes.
0: And they're just, what are they doing? They're gesticulating at me?
1: Yeah. They're saying, hey, come here. I'm going to probe you.
0: I'd probably use my alien, my UFO alien baseball bat on them. See where it goes. Because either way, I'm done for. If they're invading, I'm done for, right? So when I just have a little fun while I'm trying.
1: So you'd have to hope that uh, the aliens are either allergic to water, uh, like they were in one movie, because... What smart alien doesn't invade a world that's mostly covered in something they're allergic to?
0: Um, oh, so you you don't explicitly want to name call M. Night Shyamalan signs out for the piece of garbage it is. Swing away, Brian. It is a piece of garbage. I think we've discussed this before, the idea of an alien presence not being able to ascertain what's in the atmosphere and then landing and then rain kills them. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, there's only one good scene in that movie, and it's when you see the uh, the, the found, found footage. footage. Yeah, that's the, like, the one good scene. Um, Absolutely also uh you'd have to hope that they catch a cold and die like they did in um what was that war of the worlds yep absolutely there's that too or that their ship is uh mac compatible so you can implant a virus with your power book <laughs> go up there implant the virus fly it in jeff Goldblum style yeah cause some chaos oh no different uh, character different movie <laughs>
0: uh so you linked me to a very interesting Gizmodo article about who to call if you find an alien right
1: yeah so it seems by the sounds of this article they actually reached out to certain people some of them gave them good
0: answers some of them sound annoyed uh, so the the guy from SETI was like we don't really handle those kinds of things but if you want to make a report go ahead yeah well i like seth Trostack.
1: he's uh he's he's been doing this for a long time He's, um, he's quite the skeptic in the same vein as a Carl Sagan. Um, sort of like me, although I, having read a, a book I'm reading right now, uh, it makes Carl Sagan sound like
0: a bit, a bit of a jerk. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about that just yet. No,
1: no. Um, but my favorite, actually, response was from uh, Deputy Chief Timothy J. Trainer from uh, the uh, NYPD. Uh, he took offense to this and said, uh, t- "Like to even suggest that the NYPD uh, would engage in such frivolous and meaningless drivel is insulting."
0: But you also missed the other uh, best part of the uh, of the quote, which is, "I'm recommending that the quote-unquote journalists who write for Gizmodo shift their focus to featuring to their readers how the men and women of the N- NYPD work tirelessly to keep New Yorkers safe." But that's that's not a full truth because aliens could strike at any point here. Come on, cowboy. That's the thing. Uh, He he has to have a contingency for this. And he doesn't. And that's why he is not a brave man.
1: It's just funny how, like, each uh, place they called would just pass the buck onto somebody else. So, like, they called the CDC. And it's like, that is not in the scope of research for the CDC. Call NASA. (laughs) NASA's like, "Eh, it's not for us. Send it to the DOD. So it's like, (laughs) nobody wants to answer this question.
0: Quite seriously, though, who would you call? Seriously? Yeah, because I, I have an idea. I'd
1: say the RCMP.
0: Well, okay. You, you just leave them a message. Hey, Mounties, there's something in the sky coming after me. This is uh, not a good time for me to be at home. Come help me. Well, they are like our FBI, if anybody's wondering.
1: They're not, and they don't always ride horses.
0: <laughs> no, a lot of them have cars. We are clearly living in the 21st century here. Come on. But yeah, I uh, I'd call uh, Peter Devenport's National UFO Reporting Center. And do they have
1: something in place there?
0: No, I just I just want them to know to, uh, when the end of the world is coming. That way, I have it on record that it came. <laughs> and there we go. You 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 figured it out. You're
1: the one who, I guess, caused it at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, question for you though: What is the current protocol in your house surrounding alien invasions? Have you had a family meeting about this? Uh, do the kids know what to do? Does your wife uh, have any ideas about how to save the family?
1: Well, so when I was watching the fifth wave, I actually gave this some thought and and figured that right now. Uh, we don't have much in place. We kind of have to get a go bag ready for this because uh, if it ever does happen, I guess it would be like any other disaster, although this one would not be natural. You'd want to have some food put aside, some flashlights, some candles, Mm -hmm. uh, some water, of course, and be ready to pick up and go and hopefully not get zapped by their uh, ray, ray guns or whatever they have.
0: So uh, further to that, I'm going to suggest a couple of items that you can do to alien-proof your home.
1: All right, I'm listening.
0: So the first one is the aforementioned bucket of water, because you never know. Yeah, you
1: got to hope they're allergic.
0: Yeah, a baseball bat for aliens. Would you write,
1: like, um,
0: something Earth, clever on it? Earth rules with a Z at the end.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm happy with that. Uh, aliens something else suck. <laughs>
0: yeah, something else that, I don't know if you've ever done this, but a uh, homemade flamethrower using a can of hairspray and one of those barbecue lighters. Yeah. That's always a crowd pleaser. Uh, a friend of mine singed his eyebrows off one day before a school in high school. Uh, we were playing with flamethrowers. So it was not pretty. <laughs> he did not please his crowd. He, yeah, his crowd of one. No, he, it was sad. Anyways. So yeah, make a flamethrower. Uh, also, uh, an air horn in case the, if these aliens have like uh, a, a kind of like a sensitivity in the ears. If they have ear canals, right. Cause you don't know. They
1: actually, you'd have to like, uh, Transmit it via ESP, don't they? they? just like talk into your head, these aliens.
0: You're presuming a lot here.
1: Well, I'm just going by the fact that they're probably going to be greys.
0: Uh, okay, but yeah, they could be, or you know, they actually need a uh, a physical auditory way of
1: communicating. <laughs> they could be those really tall, beautiful Nordic aliens with the long hair, and you can attack them with scissors and threaten to cut their beautiful hair.
0: <laughs> that was my next thing: was scissors, because you never know you'll need scissors. Yeah, you can always stabby uh, stabby with those. Yeah, you know, if the platings are out there and you want to, are people from the planet Venus, if uh, you follow that uh, line of thinking about aliens, if they want to come join us, they certainly can. Venus. I don't know.
1: Do you think aliens from Venus would be like really a hardy bunch because it's so hot there?
0: I agree with you. I think it's a scary uh, place to be.
1: Maybe they'd be afraid of the
0: cold. Yeah, they could be. I mean, like, listen, Billy Meyer went to Venus, right? Yeah, he turned out fine. <laughs> Got nice pictures. Yeah. The, uh, the Nordics that he loves.
1: So can we, uh, officially call this like double Density's guide
0: to alien prep? Oh, for sure. Like, uh, you need rope cause you never know when you'll need some rope. Let's continue adding to this list. You can tie up an alien with some rope. Uh, granola bar cause granola bars are always delicious.
1: <laughs> what if, oh, what if they're aliens that are enticed by Reese's Pieces as we learned in the. Uh, 1982 documentary ET the extraterrestrial.
0: I think it's a biopic. I don't know if it's necessarily a straight documentary due to its filming style, but I agree with you on that one. Um, oh, uh, a
1: sweet tune that they might like. From, oh yes. and
0: I I totally forgot. So I was thinking, uh, Billy Meyer didn't go to Venus. George Damsky went to Venus.
1: Where did Billy Meyer go? I thought he went to Venus as well.
0: No, he went to like Mars. I think uh, it's always those two. <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's a bit of a problem uh there are there we're in the solar system they're just beautiful aliens on all of these different planets yeah a seventy synth would be perfect because that's what they respond to the most yeah totally pack one of those with batteries mm-hmm. uh i think that's it i think yeah, it's uh, that
1: in order to survive so um that's it we're ready to go fight the aliens or befriend them
0: Oh, very seriously, though, in your go bag, you should have several uh, seeds that you're ready to plant when you're ready to repopulate the earth and ready to eat again.
1: Yeah, and you might not be close enough to go uh, to get those uh, seeds in that place up north.
0: The do- the Doomsday Global Seed Vault in Norway, in the Arctic?
1: Is it actually called, like, is there actually No, doomsday- no, it's not okay.
0: it's not called the Doomsday, it's just called the Global <laughs> Seed Vault. So that'd be amazing. Like
1: a, yeah, it's like total bummer. It's like, yeah, we know this is, like, when we use this place, we're screwed.
0: Come by the End Times shed while you're at it. End times happy get along gang. Shed. (laughs) For a global destruction, et cetera, et cetera. That's a huge acronym. Uh, if anyone out there has any other items that they would add into their uh, alien invasion go bag, feel free to tweet it us a double underscore density. Hit us up on facebook.com dot com slash double density podcast. Same thing with Instagram and head on over to double density where you can find all of the newest episodes as well as hit the contact button if you want to contact us directly. Uh, and you can also click on the hosts button to find out who we've had on the show as well as guests. And then if you uh, feel the desire to, you can go ahead and click the blog uh, link in order for uh, you to read some of our articles on various tech and paranormal subjects yeah I think that's it for this week isn't it Brian this has been episode 41 of the double density podcast and I am I am ending it for real this time tune uh, in next week as we do our six hour special on this week's uh, this year's Oscar contenders Angela, who do you got six hours who do you have one hour for each uh, possible category of film what do you have okay uh, um, have you seen any of the the Oscar contenders spider-man's one of them no. so spider-man for best picture no star wars mm, nope um,
1: extraordinary the Stan Roman next story
0: I cannot get off this Skype call fast enough Angela I will see you next week bye Brian goodbye Angela. <laughs> from my doomsday seed vault in the Arctic goodbye can you share some of those seeds you'll have to come get the seeds from my cold dead hands
1: shotgun we forgot to add shotgun to the list